Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. And welcome to episode four of Yarns from the Plain. Well, how are you doing? It's Saturday the 6th of February. It is a gorgeously bright sunny day here in Cheshire. You know, I, I think spring may be on its way. I'm feeling probably very hopeful. We had snow again this week a couple of times um, and it stuck for a little while, but not particularly overnight, not particularly deep, thankfully. But in my garden, all the bulbs that I planted last autumn are beginning to poke through, so I need to go and weed all the little bits of chickweed on from around them so that they can grow in all their glory. And the nice thing is, I know I spent ages planning it out, and there's tulips and alliums and hyacinths and crocuses in there, but I can't remember exactly what, and I can't remember exactly where, so it's going to be fantastic when it comes. That whole bed is going to be a mass of spring flowers, and hopefully... If I've done it right, they should actually stagger over a period of time so that there's something flowering in there fairly solidly for about three months. Of course, I could have got it all wrong and they'll all be over within the first week. But, you know, I'm not much of a gardener. Let's just hope for the best. Anyway, how are you all? Um, I've been contacted by so many people. It's been lovely. So I'd just like to say hello to uh, Mandy Mosey from Essex, Knit Nerd from California, One to One from Illinois, Sandra from Litchfield, Poppy Socks from Burton-on-Trent, Pale TPC, I hope that's her proper uh, RAV name, from San Francisco, Loopy Lynn from Southport, Gardening Witch, who I think comes from Bedford, uh, Betty from New York State, Yvonne VT from Florida, PJ Pearl from Connecticut, and Yarnet from Colorado, plus all the other people who have friended me but not sent me a message on Ravelry. I can only assume you've suddenly started friending me because of the podcast not because you've actually fallen in love with my ability to crochet blocks of NYOBE blocks and and not do anything with them I just checked my stats this morning and 700 people well there have been 700 downloads of episode 3 which is phenomenal I can't quite get my head around that there are actually 700 people who are willing to actually listen to me witter on um, as I'm sat here. So, hello all. Please keep getting in touch. It's absolutely lovely when you do. Um, I do try and reply to you. Sometimes I get a bit overwhelmed and forget who I have replied to and who I haven't. So I hope I have replied to everybody to say hello and thank you very much. So, what have I been up to? Well, last weekend I went into Manchester. I needed to case out... Uh, a museum ready for a school trip next week and whilst I was there in the area of Castlefield I noticed a sign for the Stitch and Creative Craft Show at the old GMEX, it's called Manchester Central now I think, so I thought hmm, shall I, shan't I, shall I, shan't I, shall I, shan't I and uh, sort of strolled back through to it and then somewhere in the back of my head was a bit that was saying the, the reports I'd read about these shows recently, there was hardly any knitting and an awful lot of everything else. And I thought I was dithering. And then um, I got a message from my husband who said that he wouldn't be able to meet me for lunch in Manchester after all. Uh, and we'd meet up sort of back uh, in Northwich later on. So I thought, right, OK, that's it. I'm, I'm going to do it. And it was £7.50 to get in on the day. And I was just about to, to hand over my money. And this lovely lady stopped and said, are you about to pay for a ticket? And I said, yes. 
And she said, well, should I've got one here that uh, I've pre-ordered and my friend can't make it. So would you like it for a fiver? So I was like, oh, yeah, OK, fine. So I went in and I have never, I don't think, been to any kind of those craft shows that has been so crowded. Literally, I felt like I had been, well, I was just covered in bruises. My ribs were covered in bruises by the time I'd finished. It really was. There were elbows everywhere, people sort of barging their way through. There was some patchwork, an awful lot of beading stalls, um, some embroidery stalls, um, and then one or two knitting places. But, you know, as I was going around, I was thinking, oh, there's not really much here for me. There's quite a lot here for my mum because she likes beading, but without being able to see any kits it's no good buying a random bead because you don't know what color she's got it's a bit like you know me just randomly grabbing stash or her doing it for me but I thought oh if I saw any Dev Moffat Hall bead patterns I'd give her a ring and see if she she had them or see if she wanted them but then I saw in the distance uh, one of the still stalls or booths as you'd call them in the states fancyyarns.com so I thought oh that'll be nice Walked up to it and it was full of um, acrylic. I think Dr. Gemron uh, Cognitive calls them railroad yarns. They're two thin threads joined together with little metallic um, rectangles between them. So it looks like a set of railway tracks with the sleepers between them. And um, not sleep, are they sleepers? Or are the sleepers the bit at the end? Plates. Maybe the, the plates that between them. Anyway, um, and they'd use them to make a whole range of sort of shrugs and boleros and tie front evening wear, really, um, which look great for Christmas and very sparkly and very metallic. But I just thought, looked at it and thought, I do not want to knit with that because I will stick my needle through the middle of the train tracks. Ugh, don't want it. Ugh, yuck. Horrible. So I thought, well, never mind. I shall... Uh, you know, a bit disappointing, but never mind, I shall go around. And then I came across Black Sheep. Now, Black Sheep is actually quite local to me. There used to be an online store, and once a year, they would open their warehouse for people to come and have a rummage. And that was proved so successful that they've actually bought a, a barn, a converted barn, I think, which they have now as a an actual bricks-and-mortar shop. They have embroidery um, and all sorts of stitch crafts in one part of it and yarn in the other. Excuse me, just having a slip of coffee. And um, so I, the the actual stall at the show was set up very much like that. One half of it was embroidery kits and one half of it was yarn. Now the yarn, I've never seen anything quite like it. The yarn was predominantly um, in plastic wrappers of 10 balls. So they were all sealed up, like you would find when they arrive in the stock in a shop. They were just on the floor in a heap and women were ratching through them trying to find what they were looking for tossing them in all sorts of directions if it wasn't what they wanted there was a mixture of um some fairy tale and sirdar sort of standard 100 percent acrylics but there were also in there rowan wool tweed the ryc wool tweed um ryc cotton jeans um ryc cash cost cash cotton four ply uh, an awful lot of Debbie Bliss, Debbie Bliss Cash Merino Chunky, Debbie Bliss Cash Merino Four Ply, Debbie Bliss Cash Merino DK, uh, Debbie Bliss Donegal Aaron Tweed. Lots and lots and lots of RYC and Debbie Bliss. 
and at at least 50% off. I mean, I picked out one packet of the RYC Cash Cotton 4-ply that was £50 for the Tembles, reduced to £9.99. And I just was a bit overcome. And I, I was rummaging through it, and you didn't have to rummage very far to find packets that had the same dye lot. So at one point, I'm actually there with two packets of this Cash Cotton 4-ply 20 balls for some reason one one bag was discounted from 50 pound to 9.99 and the other was discounted from 50 pound to 24.99 no, i don't know why um, i couldn't see any discernible difference it didn't appear that it was damaged or anything and they were both the same dialogue and so i'm actually sat there on my knees after having rummaged in this yarn thinking well i could make something of this i could make something what could i make i could make like a, a tank top I could make a, a summer weight sweater, cash cotton four-ply. Um, uh, uh, you know, before the sensible part of my brain kicked in with two facts. First fact is, if you're going to knit a cotton weight sweater, sooner or later it's going to start to sag. And what was around your hips will end up near your knees. And the second thing, which took me probably 10 minutes to really realise, is that it was carrot orange. I was seriously considering buying 20, pounds, 20 balls of carrot orange cash cotton four plate simply because it was on sale. Step away from the yarn. So I did. I stepped away. But it was quite a strong temptation because I do like a bargain. Um, but my husband does say it's only ever a bargain if you were planning to buy it in the first place. Which, you know, I try to live by uh, but it was just and, and when I stepped back and looked at it I then looked at it and realized that virtually all of the Debbie Bliss cash merino yarns in whatever weight they were were sunshine yellow mustard yellow orange dusky ta sort of tangerine colors they were predominantly oranges and yellows which is probably why they've got it there as stock that's not shifting because actually not many people wear orange and yellow, not in Britain anyway, it just doesn't tend to suit our complexions. The Debbie Bliss Donegal Aaron Tweed though, there were some really nice colours in there and I did end up buying 10 balls of that in a kind of a chocolate brown which is just absolutely gorgeous because um, I've also got some crayon, Noro crayon in um, I think it's, it's shade 124 which is just beautiful it's um the the dark pinks with purples and blues and a sort of a chocolatey brown bit in it and what i'm going to do is i'm going to make um a sweater with two row stripes uh it's from knitting noro which is a book that i've had for about 18 months and just perpetually get out and drool over on a gray day you know when you're just really desperate and depressed because um, just looking at the pictures in this is just so colourful and it's just gorgeous and I just love the little stripes. Well, I'm actually going to do it. And I've even swatched for it. I started one of my Uber swatches, um, which my friend always laughs at because I call them an Uber swatch. It's not really. It's a sleeve. If the gauge is right, it just turns into the sleeve. Um, and the gauge was spot on. I went down half a needle size, uh, half a mil. But I didn't like the way it was curling up at the end. And the design on this sweater, um, it's a long tunic. Uh, long sleeve with a garter stitch cowl neck and um, the rest of it's in stockingette and it just curls at the bottom that's the design of it it's supposed to curl up well I, I just didn't like it it curled up a bit too much for me 
So um, I have ripped that out and I've decided I'm going to do it with a, a garter stitch band around the sleeves, the edge, bottom of the sleeves and the bottom of the jumper and that'll keep it straight. Um, apologies if you hear so many funny noises. Um, Lily's on the desk with me. She's tucked behind the laptop and she's swishing her tail and she's swished something that's just gone rattling behind the laptop. Uh, oh, now she's heard her name and she's woken up and she's decided she's going to come and try and step on the laptop. So, oh no, no, she's settling that down again. Yeah, that's it. Good girl. Sorry about that. I'm being very indulgent of her at the moment. She's getting very wobbly on her back legs and well I don't think her front legs are too grand actually we don't know how old she is she's 15 or 16 and in the last little while she's become she looks to me quite frail so I'm very reluctant to throw her on the floor um however she does have this habit of trying to walk across the laptop and actually she manages to tread on the power button um so if I get suddenly cut off it sounds a bit of an abrupt editing you'll know why Yes, so that was the that was the the where I found myself last Saturday at the uh, Creative Stitchcraft Show in Manchester, where I did score um, some bargain Debbie Bliss Donegal Aaron Tweed um, to go with some bargain Nora Crayon that's going to make a gorgeous sweater, and I managed to avoid buying twenty balls of orange cotton four ply, thankfully. So, what else is on my needles then besides obviously having done this swatch that's not going to be a sleeve that's actually going to be ripped out and I'll start again well I've actually finished the sparkly red monkeys hurrah 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 and they're gorgeous and I actually really 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 like them I do love monkey it's a lovely pattern it's a nice sock to wear um it it fits nice and snugly oh sorry she's knocked something over with her tail um and it just it's a dream to knit because you just you memorize the pattern in within the first repeat and then that's it you can just it's it's almost like knitting a plain sock it just whizzes down um and when you focus on it it's really quick so i finished those and i wore those to to work and forgot to show anybody i actually wore them specifically to show someone who had been talking about socks who has said that if i ever want to make her a pair she'd be more than willing to have them any color she may you know not necessarily agree with that if she sees some of the colours of sock yarn I had in my stash, but never mind. Um, but I forgot to show them, because it was really silly. But I did show them at Knit Group when I got there that night. Um, and actually, the moment I took my boot off and looked at them, it cheered me up no end, because I'd had a bit of a trying day towards the end, an awful lot of data analysis that made my eyeballs go a bit screwy. Um, so that's, my, that's the socks. So I worked on those to get those finished. I wanted to get them finishing off the needles, because... I just they were just too nice to hang around. I wanted to be wearing them. I've also made three of the squares for my Shyla blanket for my friends' babies. Um, it I I was trying to adapt. If you remember, I was trying to adapt the Poetry Society um, initial letter squares to work for an eight by eight square. When I tried to adapt it down so I could use this DK for it. And, and still make it 8x8, eight eight. it just was, I just didn't like the letters, they just didn't, they'd lost some of the niceness that I liked in the very large size, so um, I had a scout around and I found some dishcloth patterns that again have letters, initial letters with the serifs on, so I'm delighted with those, so I've made the first three, um, they've knitted up quite quickly, I can do the bulk of one in an evening if I haven't got too much work to do um, and I make an early start, so I've done three of those, three more to go, 
um, with the initials on and then it's a case of beginning to look at how I bring it together. I've had five um, blocks so far from other people within the group so and I think I've got about 42 pledge now out of the 48 that I wanted so that's brilliant so I'm quite happy to make up the last six if I need to that's not a problem. I've got some nice ideas and nice patterns to use. Um, so that's what I've been working on these last two weeks, the monkeys and those three blanket squares. I've also just cast on just a pair of plain socks, my standard um, socks, 68 inch cast on on 2.25 needles, um, just so that I've got something with me, like the monkey socks, that I can just pick up and, and do whenever I'm waiting. I've got a dentist appointment next week, so I hate having to sit in the dentist chair, uh, wasting room without anything in my hands, because then I start thinking about the worst case scenarios and what might happen. So I've got a pair of very simple um, vanilla socks on. They're in Lorna's Laces Shepherd's Sock Multi in the Franklin's Panopticon colourway, which is sort of bright, well not strong bright, not, it's not intense bright green, but it's a, it's a, a light bright green, um, an ice blue, and then sort of uh, fawn and brown. And it just it looks like spring on the needles. It really does look like spring on the needles. I know that sounds very bizarre when there's brown in it, but it is, it's just a really nice colourway and it's, it's really refreshing. And I think it's the sunshine and the fact that yesterday I left work and there was still some daylight. It wasn't actually pitch black when I left work. And, you know, you just feel that maybe, just maybe, the weather might be turning. It's maybe not quite as cold and not quite as dismal out there. Um, I'm also this week, although I haven't started them yet, this week I'm going to be swatching for some mittens. Um, I don't know if you're aware at all, but next, well, next Saturday in uh, British time, but next Friday uh, Canadian time, is the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics um, in Vancouver. And the Yarn Harlot is having, she's hosting knitting olympics which is a repeat really of what she did four years ago um which is just you pick one project that will challenge you to try and complete it within the time of the winter olympics which i think is runs from the 12th of february to the 28th the i think i'm probably going to aim for the sweater for that one the noro and donegal uh, aaron tweed sweater for that the Ravolympics, which is happening at the same time over hosted on Ravelry. Um, if you've ever been involved in that, I was involved in the Ravolympics in 2008. It's much more of a hullabaloo and a jamboree. And it's much more a free-for-all and everyone, not everyone, but lots of people, you know, go for hopelessly overcommitting themselves to things like that. And I thought I was just going to enter that. I'm in um, Team Posh. That's uh, for people who like knitting with posh yarn. Um, a very nice hand-dyed luxury yarn um hand dyed in Wales very nice um they I, I signed up for them and my intention is to have a go at some colour work mittens still haven't fully decided which pattern I'm going for whether I'm going to go for Fiddlehead by Adrian Bazilla or Northman Mittens by oh I can't remember his name David David somebody but they're they're very nice they're a bit more traditional Nordic um, style. Both of them aligned mittens, so I can see me not getting them done simply because I'll not be able to find a lining that fits. But I just fancy, I really fancy having a go at a pair of colourwork mittens. 
Um, and I really fancy using up some of the posh yarn Emily in my stash because I've got quite a bit of it. And I love posh yarn and I love posh yarn Emily, but I just don't think it, I have one, two pairs. Yeah, I've knit three pairs of posh, posh yarn socks. Um, and I think I mentioned this this before actually. Um, and I have one pair that I wear out in shoes and I've got, I'm looking at my feet and um, I wore them yesterday and even though I've had a shower this morning I still, the big toes on both feet are still very slightly red um, from the dye that comes out of them and I've washed them loads of times those ones and they, they still come out so I've decided really that unless I'm making a very big squishy pair that are just for bed socks and don't really get washed uh, I'm not going to use posh yarn for socks that go inside shoes anymore um so i'm going to make some mittens out of them so that's, that's what i'm planning to do and hopefully um in the next podcast i'll be actually be able to review the pattern for you i haven't quite chosen it yet like i say i'm sort of still doing a bit of swatching um so because there is no review i'm going to go straight on to the something i really like which is going to possibly bore the pants off of you bore the pants off some people it, it, it's quite funny actually because i can it's something I really like, but it's not really something I understand. <laughs> not that I don't understand why I like it. I know fully well why I like it. I just don't understand the process. And there's something I really like this this week is the Six Nations Rugby Tournament. The RBS Six Nations Rugby Tournament. Now, anyone who is um, British or Australian or New Zealand will understand what rugby union is they may not understand the rules like me because i just don't understand the rules it's just a lot of barging and a lot of throwing about and a lot of getting the ball over a line somewhere in between two sticks um but they will understand the whole fervor involved with it even if they are not personally involved with the fervor anyone who lives on the north american continent may not understand it um it's I don't know if it's similar to American football or not, because honestly, my understanding of American football makes me look like I could enter mastermind with my understanding of rugby union. Um, but it's, you know, an attacking, it's an invasion game. It involves getting the ball from, you know, midway down the pitch to the opposing teams and you score tries and you score goals and there can be blood and there's a lot of, you know, chunky fit deliciously ugly men charging up and down um the field and there's lots of sweat and there's lots of beer afterwards and i just adore it i just absolutely love it i love watching it on the telly i don't understand it but i love watching it on the telly um i haven't seen a great deal of it live i'm and i still haven't you know got my wish of and dream of seeing wales play at uh well, I'm never going to see Wales play at Cardiff Arms Park, which is, you know, was always my dream. Uh, Cardiff Arms Park is no longer used for international rugby, um, but I'll never, I've never yet managed to see Wales at the Millennium Stadium either. Um, but I just, I adore it, and it starts today, and it's a competition between um, rugby union teams from England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, France, and in recent years, which is why it's now the RBS Six Nations as opposed to Five Nations, Italy. Now, I'm not quite sure why they invited Italy, unless it was simply to make um, the Welsh and the Irish feel better for those years when they were supporting it, because there, there was a, a sort of a, a time, particularly in Welsh rugby, where we seemed to be always finishing at the very bottom. 
Um, whereas Italy can do that quite nicely now. So I don't know. Um, but it, it's just, I love it. It's all a bit bonkers. Um, partly, I think, I adore it. I mean, my family, my mum's family come from Wales originally. Um, and she was christened in Wales, although she wasn't born in Wales. And I, she feels quite a, a strong affinity, I think, still with the Welsh nation. She isn't Welsh. She doesn't call herself Welsh. Um, and in fact, one of her younger brothers is far more Welsh than she is, even though he also was born in the town that she was. Um, but there is this affinity. And uh, the joke was when she was expecting me that if I was a boy, I was going to be called after every member of the Welsh Rugby Union squad of the time. Um, which would have been interesting and difficult to fit on any official forms I'd have had to have filled in. Um, but because of that, I do feel when we're talking Six Nations, when we're talking any, you know, World Cup, when we're talking anything that involves both England and Wales playing, I do feel more of an affinity with the Welsh. Um, no, don't know why, as my husband said, I'm about as Welsh as Lancashire hot pot. Um, but, you know, I do have this ancestral attachment um and sadly no one ever seems to have ancestral attachments to englishness if they're actually english there's always an ancestral attachment to being irish or scottish or welsh and uh, you know that's the, the same for me but six nations rugby starts today in a little under an hour with ireland versus italy at croke park in dublin and then England versus Wales at Twickenham at five o'clock. So I will definitely have the beers in for that. I don't drink a great deal, but I will be there with my feet up waiting for that. And then tomorrow, Scotland versus France um, at Murrayfield in Edinburgh. So, you know, that's it. Fantastic. And to finish up, I'm going to actually play a little bit of music that... Those of you, again, who've ever watched Welsh Rugby will notice. I tried desperately to find some crowd singing of this, and I found plenty on YouTube. But unfortunately, wherever I, I tried to record the sound of it, it just didn't. It was all tinny and horrible. There is something quite magnificent about 70,000 people singing Land of My Fathers together as opposed to just one. Um, but you're going to have to make do with, with just one, I'm afraid. So I'm wrapping it up now for this week. I'd just like to say thank you very much for listening. You can, as ever, contact me at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com or leave a comment over on the Blogspot blog, which is yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at google.com or come over and leave me a message on Ravelry. Um, where I am tales from the plane. One of the people who contacted me actually um, did ask if there was a group <laughs> for the podcast, which I thought was, I was really flattered that she thought there might actually be enough people interested to set up a, a Ravelry group. Um, I did suggest tongue-in-cheek that she might like to do it, but she, she got back to me and said that she'd had a look at it and it looked a bit technical. Um, I have to say, I had a look at it and it looked a bit technical for me as well. So, um, if you'd like to set up a, a Yarns from the Plane Ravelry group, you know, please, yeah, that would be great. Um, it, I, I'm not quite sure that I can do it myself because that feels a bit like, uh, not that I can't do it technically because I'm sure I could 
actually I'm sure it wouldn't take that long to work out what what all the jargon means but actually it's just a bit like it's a bit like showing off really isn't it isn't that this I'm not I don't quite think I can quite say oh look look come and talk about my show I'm not quite sure that I can do that yet but um you know maybe <laughs> maybe I should anyway so I'm just saying goodbye now and I'm going to leave you with just a piece of music that makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Bye. See you next time.